Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. My mom woke me up this morning with a a group text that I would like to say has nothing to do with me. And if you guys are willing, I would like to share with you what my mother texted. This is very fucking early in the morning that she texted me. Is this, this. the one that uh, you, you posted on Twitter? Yes. I would like yeah. to read it for you guys. Okay. This is at 8.18 a.m. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am so proud and grateful for your dad. He was by my side under the heavy torrential rain, dinging a temporary canal for the water to drain to prevent flooding of the apartments. The water was already entering apartment A. We quickly noticed that we must act quickly to prevent greater problem. My dear husband and supporter was at my side, bathing in the heavenly water and earthly mud together. Life is beautiful when your loved one is by your side in one spirit working toward one goal. We did it. We stopped the flood. We are safe now. Thank you, Serge. My love forever. (laughs) My dad is not included in this text message. It's just me and my brothers. Why did she send this to me, Chiquise? One, I love how your mom is starting to sound... A little bit more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> just in dropping S's. <laughs> That's how it's, it's written. Done. I'm just reading how it's, it's written. so funny. Uh, man, she wants you guys to... First of all, was it raining? Is it raining? There's is, a flood, is this a metaphor? There's a flood in McAllen, okay. Texas okay. right now. I didn't so know this a, was a metaphor. Well, that's, I mean, she did say we were bathing in the heavenly water and the earthly mud together. <laughs> she went I don't metaphorical. know what that means. I don't know what that means either. And then I also love that she had to purpose. She specifically said in apartment A. Like you guys don't know where they live. <laughs> well, they own, uh, they own that whole like sector. Gadget, like they own gadget, this gadget. whole apartment building. But yeah, I don't you're right. I don't need to know which apartment it is. Uh I mean, maybe she's trying to say y'all should be more like your dad. I would n I don't get I mean of course my dad did that, but I think that my mom right. <laughs> like I think my mom somehow thinks that my dad did that to like show how much he loved her, but I think he's trying to save his property. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. No offense to my mom, I think she's a very lovable person, but I don't think my dad is like, Yo, I'm gonna go step out in this rain because I love yeah, when this the toilet woman. when my toilet overflows, I don't clean that shit because I love my girlfriend. No. I clean that shit because I wanted to be cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, I want to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a shit. I do it more for me. I do it begrudgingly. Like God damn it, man! How much tissue you use? <laughs> shit. Bro, I, I take I, a shit. <laughs> she sent me this shit at eight, and, and she didn't include my dad. It's just me and my brothers. I want to read it. I don't understand. I don't get it. Hey, that's... Wait, what did you say back? Oh, I said, uh, well, read what I said back. I said, uh... Well, one time, Anna helped me pop a zit, so that's basically the same thing. She did not think it was funny. She didn't even get it. She said, what is pop a zit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know. It's hard. Listen, I don't know, Jaquise, if you joke around with your mom, but it's very not hard. Really. It's very hard to joke around with my mom because she doesn't understand... Not even English. I just think like idioms and stuff like that. Because well, obviously she understands. Papa Zid is not an idiot. That's that no, seems like a pretty common she, thing. She got know. Better, though. <laughs> yeah, she said. Uh, she what? She says, "I am glad you guys love each other." Oh. I was okay. being, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She just she killed the bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was trying to joke and like Aww. demean it, and then she made it into something serious. Your mom is so sweet. No, she's not. She's um, just trying to say, like, her dad is is my person. I'm so glad I have. I don't. Him. I don't. He's I truly can't look at that story and see that. Like, is that fucked up for me to look at that story? All I see is this man was just like, "Yo, my property's about to get fucked." I'm gonna That's do exactly whatever. all it was. That's all it was. That's all. It, and my, my mom boy, is trying to turn it into like this love story, and it's like my nah, boy. Bro. My boy is raining. It's supposedly raining in Chicago a lot right now too. And one of my homeboys just uh, posted on Facebook. 
I'm gonna be pissed as fuck if my property gets fucked up. Yeah. Like, I ain't got shit to do with this girl. <laughs> like, this nigga care about his Xbox and his fucking couch <laughs> and his floorboards and shit. Oh, my mom's like, he was in there with no heavenly water and the earthly mud. <laughs> oh, I love man. it, dude. I love it. Hey, man, your mom is just, your mom is just feeling spiritual this morning. It's almost the This Sabbath. morning. <laughs> Well, yeah, it just feeling extra savage. spiritual. It so is almost will, a savage. She had to get that out before she couldn't use her phone for a day. <laughs> uh, that's uh, all you know about the savage. That's you all can, I know about you the can savage. Text on the savage. <laughs> you can? Yes. You Wait can. a minute. That seems imbalanced, though. It's You're not entertaining yourself. You it's can about, be. I mean, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not supposed to be it playing. Be, it could be like. You're not supposed to be playing Crossy Road on, on your phone or some shit like right. that. But you I can't can text my mom and say. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to sex at all. <laughs> <laughs> what if you marry? You can't sex. Of with course, your you husband? can sex if you're married. <laughs> you have to wait before marriage to sex. Man, I truly hope that there was never someone like at any point in any religion being all right. Let's look at the rules here. Yeah. <laughs> let's look at the rules. Um, I'm sure there is. Oh, can you? Because I think that's something that religion is deeply not prepared for. Is sexting? Technology in general. Oh, technology. And how fast it's moving. Like, I feel like pastors, (laughs) yeah, religion is not ready for sexting. (laughs) It would be, yeah. But I think that's why most religions have a millennial problem. Yeah. It's because, like, you know, when I was a kid, a pastor would get up on on the stage and say, do you know right now, 40% of American teenagers get pregnant before they turn 18. That's not And I would have to go, oh, okay, yeah. But now, if a pastor does that, what can I do? You can go I just prove go that on that's my not phone, true. and I can be like, "Nah, bro, you lying. Like that's yeah. not true at all. That's not and even I think, close to true. <laughs> and that is only a little bit of the problem. That yeah. I mean, there's the whole like you know attention span thing and all that. But yeah, I think that religion didn't predict that at some point we would have knowledge greater than we could ever. Well, I guess yeah. it did with the, if you think metaphorically, with the the apple on the tree. But like. It could never predict that, like, we were going to, like, be way more advanced than anything we've ever seen before. Well, here's the thing with that. This is the religion week, guys. Uh, It's not even that. It's not even that religion. I mean, all that does is that statement is true, that it couldn't predict it. But all that does is validate the fact that religion is man-made. Of course. Because... It was a temporary fix. Yeah, because if it can predict it, that means that, yeah, nobody could fucking predict it. But yeah. if it's this spiritual being, know-all being, then of course it would have predicted it. I, I, uh, I think about it in like medicine, like how quickly we went from like, oh man, somebody's sick, bring in a pastor. To yeah. Somebody's sick. Go to the doctor. Yeah, take up the fucking doctor. <laughs> Fuck a Although pastor. Although some people still... Don't believe that shit, man. No, it's or true. they believe God will heal me, and I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, like God ain't healed nobody else with stage four cancer. Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, he hasn't. Wrong. I know somebody. I mean, like, he has, but you know what I'm I saying. Know like, <laughs> I've never seen Jaquise quickly retreat. I mean, he he has. But you know, but in your back of your head, you're just like, that was a god. That, <laughs> that was, was a god. Oncology, right. That was an oncology that was... staff that worked very hard. I don't know. Some people will say it was God, and I, who am I to disagree with that? A scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but some people will believe like the, the faith of believing in a higher power. Of course, is what did it, and 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 I can I I agree with I I believe that it's good to believe in something. Yeah, I think religion is dope if it does something for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Before I get on stage, I say this really dumb mantra to myself, and it's 100% silly. It's yeah. 100% dumb, but it does something for me. It relaxes me. Yeah. And I think it's the same with religion. It's like, to someone else, it seems really silly, but to you, it's very important, and that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that That's all that should matter. Yeah. That's not, unfortunately, all that they make matter. No. I mean, well, it, I think, again, it gets into hot water when they try to enforce... Like, it would be like if on my Herald team I was like, everybody has to say this silly mantra before we go on stage. That's when religion gets problematic. Or when my Herald team wants to force us all to fucking do choreographed dances to our intro song. Ugh. I hate it. I hate that's <laughs> It's like forcing a religion. <laughs> Listen, we can talk about I the silly can't. things that white people like to do all oh, day. Oh, God, I hate it. I'm like, can we just bust through the curtains and clap and jump and fucking do our Herald? Yeah, we don't need to do a choreographed dance. I hate it so much. I know some people on my Herald team listen to this, and if you do, I love you. 
Uh, but he hates that you I guys want to do it. So. <laughs> but I can't stand it. Uh, I know some people. Well, first of all, you know what you should do to your mom? Hmm. You should. I mean, we're about to have one of our famous, I'm sure soon, one of our famous California heat waves where we just feel like we're melting to the ground. I mean, it's happening slowly. It's, it's happening slowly. So we're about to get one of them 100 degree days soon. Uh, when you get that day, you should send her a text about the heat and how you are shading Anna from like the sun <laughs> <laughs> and like use all type of metaphors and, <laughs> and just see what she says back. <laughs> I question if she likes Anna all the time. Uh, she Why? probably doesn't, but it's okay. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? Well, I mean, because parents don't like. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of factors, and we could go on forever about it, but maybe we shouldn't. I mean, look, I when I was dating my, my ex girlfriend, who was come from a religious family, my grandma loved her, loves her, loved the family. Does your grandma still bring her God. up? Not really, but she has bought her up like once or twice. And I'm talking like this is like 11 years ago we of course, were dating. Yeah. And when she first met my girlfriend now, the first thing she said to her was, God bless you. <laughs> In the most passive aggressive way. In the most way. passive aggressive fucking way. <laughs> I was so mad too. Because uh, she knew this girl wasn't like a, you know, a religious girl like my old girlfriend. And mm. that was the first thing she said, God bless does you. Does your mom, I mean, my if mom you doesn't will, give a shit. Yeah, but does she. Do, do her and your girl get along? Yeah. Well, then that's that's all you need. Yeah, that, that's all That's all that matters. I mean, like, my grandma also gets along with her. She's yeah. fine. But in, the, in my grandma's heart, she wishes I would be dating somebody who can speak in tongues <laughs> and catch the Holy Ghost and comes from a family who is saved by the blood of Christ. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> that's, those and are if we're words. being honest, probably black as well. Probably black as well. I don't know. I don't know. That is one thing that my parents don't care about. Yeah. They don't care about race, my parents specifically. I don't know if my I don't know if my grandma cares about that as much. I mean, would my mother be elated if I was dating a Haitian girl? 100%. I do yeah. think that my mom would be more okay with me dating an atheist if she was Haitian. Really? really? I 100% think my mom would make that sacrifice. Only because I think that my mom would believe that she's confident enough to uh, uh, convert her. <laughs> I just say some Haitian words. Yeah, yeah. I I'll make a good duisospois, <laughs> and <laughs> she'll be Adventist before you know it. That's great. But yeah, I think that like my mom would trade that in. I can see that culture over religion. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. I think my mom is afraid that her grandchildren won't speak Creole, but I'm just like. Do you? Yeah, but I'm also like, duh. Like, like do, I don't know. Do you They're, speak it when you're with your family, or do you guys speak not Creole? It depends. It depends on what we're talking. Well, we've been speaking it a lot more because my grandma is at my house. Gotcha. And she has Alzheimer's, so gotcha, gotcha. she thinks she's in Haiti right now. That's sad. It, I mean, uh, it can be real funny at times. <laughs> I didn't mean to chuckle. I mean, it's pretty uh, just funny the, at Just times. the thought of her, like, she stepping outside. Up, like, oh, yeah. And then she, where the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but that's what's crazy, is that when she steps outside, she doesn't see what we see. She that's sees true. the... And what's crazy also is that McAllen, if you remove the buildings and stuff like that, yeah. it's got palm trees. It's okay. tropical weather. I mean... So it's pretty... I mean, you basically took her to Haiti, too. Yeah, true. It's just not, not as much, like, water and stuff like that. It's not yeah. an island. Yeah. That's crazy. That's sad. Uh, does she have still good days, or is it pretty much all bad days? I mean, it, I don't know. It is all, it's just all how you take it. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, I told you guys some stories and some shit, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's... Well, she I'm just watching, another world. I'm watching General Hospital. <laughs> And there's a character on there who has Alzheimer's. He's in the early the stages. Why did you bring this into this? <laughs> hey, man, listen. All my soap opera fans out there, stand up. Uh, and there's a there's a storyline about like Alzheimer's, and like I'm, it's I'm a good storyline. I'm not listening. Yeah, I'm not I invested in this story at all. Hey, I'm actually I'm saying something nice, and it's a good storyline. <laughs> Because it is showing that how it has the effects on, like, your family more than, like, anything else. But be real with me, Jaquise. How in-depth and, like, you know, 
nuanced is general hospitals take on Alzheimer's? I don't know anybody who has Alzheimer's, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> I, I can know. tell you based on how they treat any other topic, probably yeah. not that in depth. Probably that. Like, I feel like what just happened is like you told your friend about a certain struggle and then they made it about them and it had to like. It's not about me. They didn't even make it about them. It would be like if I told Jaquise, like, you know, like, you know, if, if Jaquise was a white person, I was like, hey, you know. Being like a black person, like you know, I really struggle really hard. Like you know, yeah. like I had I had a cop pull me over, and then that a white person went, "Well, you know, one time on General Hospital, a character got pulled over, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it really showed me how hey, what listen, a struggle man. that is." It shows you, man, when that black character got pulled over on General Hospital. Who ain't no black people on General Hospital? That it's sketch too. was funny as fuck last night. Oh yeah, the General specific, Hospital, the specific, specific hospital. hospital. Yeah, I just wanted that end part to keep. That's one of my favorite kind of jokes where you just keep going. Yeah, so I just yeah. wanted it to keep going forever. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I know people. We we found out about this when we recorded our last episode, and we didn't talk about it. Uh, I really don't have much to say about it, but I know some people were like, "Hey, man, can you at least comment on how the fuck do you say this dude's name? It's so sad." <sighs> uh, XXX Tentacion. Tentacion. Yeah, man. I don't have anything to say about it. I, it's sad. Whenever, whenever anybody dies, it's sad. There's uh, what I have to say about it. And I'm not disagree- I don't disagree with Jaquees at all. I agree 100% that it's sad. Should we acknowledge that he is a woman beater and an abuser? One million percent. Mm-hmm. But I think every single person that celebrated him dying and posts up like whatever, like I saw someone that I really respect put good R. Kelly next. Yeah, For every single trash. person that did that, you're just as trash as he was. That's trash. You are just as trash as he was. Because yeah. what you're ignoring is, that's another black man that died by gun violence. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who that black man is. That's another black man that died by gun violence. And for you to be celebrating that shows that your little Black Lives Matter post and your little all that is fake. And it, uh, I don't know. It makes me, I, you're about to get me heated. I told, I told myself I wasn't going to be heated. Mm-hmm. Something outside of this made me heated before I walked in here. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get into it, but y'all are fake as fuck for putting up shit like that, celebrating a man dying. Yeah, nobody should be celebrating a man's death, especially by gun violence. I don't know, nobody should be celebrating death at all. I, I don't get, uh, look, I don't get the whole I want you to die thing. Like, we, we have to value life more than that. Yeah, you can get what's coming to you in way of justice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get this devaluing of life because somebody is a bad person or I, devalued life themselves. So okay, we respond by also devaluing life. Then yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah, and if the dude dies, then just keep it moving, man. Don't celebrate like, yeah, I'm glad that nigga in the ground. Like, all right, man. Cool. All right, cool. Cool. Right, like, I guess so. I want you to know what it like. I want you to understand like and wonder what it probably feels like for a father. To lose their fucking child, for a mother yeah. to lose their, he, he that is still somebody's son yeah. that was gunned down in their own fucking car. And you wish, and anybody who has that person in their family always has the hope that they, they became will, a better person. They will or become they, a better person. Yeah, and I get like again, like you know, I've had abusive people in my life who've done you know really fucked up shit to me, but if that person died, I would still feel something. Like I wouldn't, I would never in a million years. Be glad someone died. Twitter is social media in general. It's just it, it, it's to the extreme. Like I saw on the on the opposite side of that spectrum, I saw something uh, maybe a couple days ago because uh, he was twenty years old. The young kid still there's still a whole life in front of him. Where yes, he could have went on to not let his past define who he would have become. Yeah. Uh, but somebody posted uh, Maya Angelou at age twenty was a prostitute oh, and, and a single mom. <laughs> Malcolm X at age 20 was a, a, a domestic abuser and a drug head. Don't ever let somebody at age 20 define who they could possibly become. Right. Like, okay. shut the shut fuck, the up, fuck man. up, man. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be 100% up. fair. Just so y'all know that Culture Kings is fair. Them niggas is trash, Them too. niggas is stupid, too, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, like, y'all are both fucking come on, stupid. dude. Don't be celebrating a dude because of the sh- <laughs> like, Don't be like, you know what? My That's like th- saying, like, yo, Hitler was only 56 when he died. I couldn't. What would have happened if he would have turned 70? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What the yeah. last 14 years could have yeah. been? What could like, we have changed in like, those 14 years? Shut here. the fuck up. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if Malcolm X would have died at age 20, we would have remembered that nigga as a, as a woman beater and a drug addict and all that. And we wouldn't have remembered him at all because nobody fucking knew him. And guess but, what? like, 
Yeah, he changed. That's okay, but don't you can't use that and, as saying. And maybe he didn't change. Also, like I think we should be okay with the idea that people contain multitudes. Like it's something yeah. that I'm I've been trying to say a lot more because I think it's very real. Martin Luther King Jr. was both a very strong advocate for civil rights movement mm-hmm. and a fucking womanizer. He was both at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was again a very strong father for the civil rights movement, but a really bad father at home. That's just facts. Because mm-hmm. he was out there cheating on his wife. But that doesn't, like, you know, take away from his message. We should be able to look at both and talk about both. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of factors of why Martin Luther King Jr. was cheating on his wife. It didn't justify any of them. But, you know, there's paranoia in his life. There was, like, you know, this thing was, like, how many times did they try and kill him? He knew he was being, like, there's a lot of other factors there. And that's what I think is so ugly about when we just reduce it down to being, like, like I wish he got shot 40 more times. Like, I saw a tweet like that, and I was like, you're a sick fuck, dog. Like, you're truly a sick fuck. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, or, that like, you're, like, the other side of it of being, like, he had so much room to grow, and they, he could have done all these great things. It's like, both sides are fucking trash. Yeah. And let's just look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. Yeah. Sad that he got, uh, look, anybody who, quote unquote, goes down the wrong path and doesn't have a chance to see themselves off that path. It's sad, uh, but there's no guarantee that that person was going to see themselves off no. that certain path, and there's no guarantee that they would have stayed on it. It's just, it is what it is, man. Like It's sad that another person died by gun violence, and we got to stop killing each other. Yep. Period. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. all. I read some other shit. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it. All right, we back. You know who it is? It's your culture kings. Jaquise in the room. Edgar in the room. Super producer Sophie in the room. We got dad in the room. What's up, Nick? What's up? How you doing? Very good. How stuff works? Post some shit on their uh, on their Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I I be I've been like uh, the last few days I've been not sleeping well so at like three in the morning i will be reading like just shit that they post about scientific shit and i read some post about exploding ants that kill people with toxic goo inside of their body the weirdest fucking shit i've ever read uh basically these ants are suicide bombers Bombers? Mm -hmm. yeah they're suicide bombers but not all the ants in the colony are some ants just stay near like where like the queen is and shit and they just build shit to like keep people out and the other ants go miles away just to potentially stop threats and like grab onto them and explode their bodies and then like the goo that gets on the ant is toxic Mm -hmm. and it fucking uh kills them and it got me thinking what type of shit do we have in our fucking houses that could possibly be fucking poisonous and, like, I don't want to kill ants anymore because when motherfuckers got exploding goo or there's a fucking spider egg cocoon on my patio right now that I'm terrified to even touch because mm. I know as soon as I touch it, a million spiders are going to fucking come out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live in a place like Australia where they have, like, exotic-ass spiders or weird-ass fucking... Jeez, where is this rant going? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm just talking. You're wilding right now, dog. Like, uh, you, are you I'm afraid talking. of these bugs coming Hell at yeah, you, Hell yeah, I'm dog? afraid of these bugs coming at me, dude. I read this shit, and I was fucking terrified. Let's go to the root of this problem. Why aren't you sleeping? What's going on? Because I'm just not sleeping. <laughs> I know, I'm going no, no. to sleep. That's not the realest problem. The realest problem is that Jaquise is afraid of these bugs, but also letting them live. What? I, I mean, yeah. Listen, this is what you should do. Do you got a torch? I got a little fire thing. I'm going to oh, just set that spider set thing on that fire. Set that shit on fire, dog. Set it on fire. Set that shit on fire. But then fire. I'm scared it might burn down my fucking patio. That's true. You got to be afraid of the patio. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the niggas wanna... the, that like feel like throwing shit at roaches. Yeah. And then they break their own stuff. Yeah. You ever done wanna... that? No, I haven't done that. Bro, I used to throw shoes. I used to be like, bah, but then I'd like break my Xbox. I, I'll do I'll do like some toxic like hairspray or some shit. Like I'll go get some oil sheen. I and just spray the shit out of it. I agree with the poison thing only because I'm afraid of creating one that is resistant to the poison. That is my biggest fear. Like creating a animal? A, a, like, because sometimes when you use poison on these creatures, they go back and then, like, 
they get stronger. The one survives and then gives birth to other ones that survive. Yeah. And then they become poison resistant. So you have to make a strong, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I don't like that fight. I don't like that fight. I don't like all. it either, man. I don't, I don't like, like that fight of like, oh, they can come back and be like, yeah, my nigga, I got, I'm stronger than that poison now. What's good? Also, too, I don't have like bugs in my house besides your, your typical. Every once in a while, you get like a little earwig or some shit. Well, you have like a typical a, there's spider. A, there's like trees and stuff around your house, brush, yeah. so you can get like so you, you know the, the nature bugs. Yeah, and my, the bugs in my crib are, are, you know, I don't have many, but they don't bother me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I go to somebody else's crib, I'm like, they ain't my bugs, man. They made my bugs. I don't like this shit. And I think them bugs are going to bite me and kill me. Or turn me into Spider-Man. Should be dope as shit. Ah, uh, Jaquise. Jaquise, it wasn't just any old spider that bit Spider-Man, bro. What was it? It was a radioactive spider. Hey, man, you don't know where that radio... That, any, Did yeah. you say you don't know where that radio's been? You don't you know where that radioactive say? spider's been? That radioactive spider could be anywhere by now. No, no. It was in a, he was in a lab. <laughs> Hey, where my lab people at? Have you Ooh. ever watch? Have you watched Spider Man? Have you read Spider Man? Yeah, there are some versions of it where he's not in lab, though, right? No, that's all. It's all, all of them are. They, it's a radioactive spider that comes from the lab, but he, mm-hmm. the spider, like has left the lab and bit him. Like in the in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, they go on a class trip to the lab, a, and he gets bit there, or it comes home with him. Either or, but it's still. But it comes from the lab. It comes from the lab. All right. Are we really gonna get? It? We gonna get into this? No, nah, we don't have to get into it. I believe. I mean, I know you're right. I'm just thinking that spider can still leave. So why aren't you sleeping? <laughs> I am sleeping. I just been going to sleep late. Is it because you were up? Is it because your girl's scrolling. not girl's not home? Uh, no, that ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't know why. I don't know. I just been going to sleep at like four a.m. lately. Four a.m. That's very late. I'm concerned. Nah. Sleep is sleep is crucial. I went to sleep at. 12 o'clock last night. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. like, right after mod? Kind of. I went home, watched. What did I watch last night? It's like an hour 40. Oh, okay. Uh, they're characters? <laughs> There's <laughs> a couple actors. Oh, Clear History. Uh, nah. Clear History. Nah. It was okay. It was okay. I mean, I saw it when it came out, and yeah. I was like, eh, let me watch this again. Because I'm a big Larry David fan. I'm a huge Larry David fan. You ever watch something like that, and you'd be like, oh, I'm so excited to see this because this person's in it, and it's just like, man, why I watch this? I mean, the movie was, yeah. He, <laughs> Larry David is not an actor. No. So he essentially just played Larry David. <laughs> Larry David. It was very fun. It was fun. What's it another was movie like movies? that that I watched because I was like, oh, this person's in it? Next Day Air. Next day air, who the fuck is that? That's uh it's that movie where most deaf is a UPS guy oh, and he yeah, accidentally yeah. delivers uh cocaine to the to the wrong apartment. I watched that just because mo- I had my friend buy me a ticket to that movie for my birthday. And my friend's like, What do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I want to go watch see next day. Next air? day. Cause I was a big fan of Most Deaf. He was just in Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, he's really good in this. I I believe in his acting career. <laughs> most Deaf was also in uh Beyonce's first movie, right? Hip Hop Carmen. What is that movie? You don't remember that shit? Nah. It was. I think I remember it was he's Beyonce. in Sixteen Blocks. I really like him in Sixteen Blocks with Bruce Willis. I'm about to find. I'm about to find this. Uh, he's also in uh, the Italian Job. The Italian Job. Yeah. Most Def was. Most Def was like having a little budding. That's what I'm saying. Movie career, and that's why I went and I watched Next Day Air. Yeah. But it was terrible. That makes sense. What's a movie that you? What's a movie, Sophie, that you were like, I'm gonna go watch this because this person was in it, and then you were like, eh. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I know I definitely want to see Ocean's Eight because Rihanna's in it. But you think it's gonna be meh? I think it's gonna be meh. But that movie is not about her. Yeah, but she's I, not but like a like 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 pick a movie where somebody's like the lead. Like somebody yeah. was like, I'm gonna go watch this movie because this person's the lead in it, and then it turns out it was whack. You got another one, Jaquise? Uh, no, I'm looking for this Beyonce movie. That's so I can't think. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? Uh, Bruce Willis and Red. Yeah, have you seen Red? Mm-hmm. No, it looks not bad. good. Car- okay, so Carmen, a hip hopper. Oh my god, a hip hop version of Carmen. Yeah, it was a it's it's a musical film. What year did this come out? Two thousand one. Jesus Christ! It, I knew you were gonna say two thousand one. It was it wasn't Most Def. It was Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, Most Def was in it though. Most all right. So it was a musical film. All my people out there who remember, I remember watching it because it was Beyonce's first film, her first anything. It was when Beyonce, it was when Destiny's Child was on their last album, mm-hmm. I think, and she was about to She was about to break start off. the solo. And this was her solo. first like foray mm-hmm. into being a solo artist. 
And it was a movie about Carmen, but a hip-hop version. This was the cast. This is the cast of Hip-Hop Carmen. Or Carmen, a hip-hopper. That's crazy that McCoy was directed, was in that. It was directed by Robert Townsend. Wow. It's a television made for MTV. A movie made for MTV, though. Uh, Most Def, Rod Digger, Wyclef Jean, Mackay Pfeiffer. Why did you point at me when you said Wyclef Jean? That's your boy, man. That's your boy. That's your boy. Come on now. Mackay Pfeiffer, DeBrat. This Joy Bryant. sounds very bad. It was so bad. Reagan Gomez Preston, I don't know who that is. Jermaine Dupree and Lil Bow Wow. Do you know Mackay? I think it's interesting that Mackay Pfeiffer's in that movie because he's also in another, like, well, I guess Carmen isn't a play. It's uh, an opera? It's an opera, yeah. Uh, but Mackay Pfeiffer is also in an adaptation of the movie Othello, but it's a movie, like, it's like, it takes place in high school. And Mackay Pfeiffer is a, instead of being like a Moor in the Italian army, mm-hmm. he's a black basketball player at an all-white private school. What movie is this? It's called, oh, <laughs> look oh. it up, bro. <laughs> it's I like Josh. Seen, I think I know what like, you're talking about. I think about. Josh Harnett plays um, yeah. Iago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> and he like gets mad that Mackay Pfeiffer's dating that white girl at the private school, so he tries to take him down. Yeah, that's right. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's and how- it came out the same year. Oh. It came out in two thousand one. That is, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was just on his like adaptation adaptation <laughs> yeah, and then right after that he did Eight Mile. Of course, of course, yeah. Oh, is I watched that movie on HBO. It used to come on HBO a lot, and I would watch it. It's a very, I don't know. That's such a weird adaptation of it. I guess it's pretty one to one if you think about it. Well, like oh, I don't remember seeing it. I just know what. Well, you're like with about. the story of Othello of like uh, yeah, I love Othello. It's a great fucking play. So like that idea of like being like that black man, fresh like fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I guess being at a private school is not that different than living in Italy. How Shakespeare know about Othello? Like how he know to write that shit? What do you mean? And one of black people around. They're Moors. And, huh? the, they were they were the Moors. But he wasn't involved with them. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is Shakespeare isn't real. Shakespeare is just a whole I'm, bunch of people. Yeah. And and plays like Othello mm-hmm. just kind of prove that to me. Cause but that, wait, why why couldn't one single person know about the Moors? Like the Moors were like they're they're mentioned in so many so much stuff. Right, but back then black people weren't written into shit, and that's why the play was so like whoa. Right, exactly. So what I'm thinking is there's an English major just like. Somebody crying right now. Somebody how we're describing this. <laughs> somebody, somebody who probably was just a black writer wrote that from their perspective. Okay, Jaquees, you're taking the Shakespeare theory to a hundred. You're Why? saying you think a black person wrote Othello. Yeah. If Shakespeare isn't real. Yeah. If which, Shakespeare isn't a real I 100, one, single, one person. single person, I 100 percent agree with you. I think Shakespeare is a group of writers. Being it's a group like of writers 100%. under the name of William Shakespeare because you can't find his. Birthday anywhere? I think like there's a lot of stuff you can't find. Him about. and Miguel Cervantes share not only the same birthday but also the same death date. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit like that. Um, so I thought Othello could be written by so what you're somebody is like, from that perspective. Yeah, because you're saying like not only is it like it's very apt in describing the black perspective, right? Yeah, especially back then. Yeah, which how the fuck would the portrayal that we have made of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. No, what do you know about that? I mean, I don't think it's that hard to like look at a situation like that. That's true. And be like, this nigga's definitely a fish out of water. Because, I mean, to be real, Othello's not like he's still pretty violent. Mm-hmm. He's still very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's still like you know sexually fetishized in it like everybody all the women in the story like were like mm, i want someone to have more dick like you know mm-hmm, what i mean like mm-hmm. so like i think that there's that part of it that definitely feels still like a white gaze kind of thing true but you're know. right it is like a very potent race relations story yeah for that era of for time that era of time when we're talking about Women couldn't even perform on stage. No, they were having dudes play women. They were women. having dudes play women. So for them, and again, they weren't having black people or Moors because it's 
it is still something in history which is argued whether Moors are black or Arabs or mm-hmm. whatever. Like people still argue about that. I think it's used broadly, but they didn't even let them be on stage. Like, no. To play Othello, I mean, up until the late sixties, you were a white person in blackface. In blackface, yeah. What's his name that was in Othello? The uh, black actor. No, there's a white guy. No, it was like know. in the '60s. He plays Othello, and he's in blackface. I'm pretty. I, I don't know. I know James. I think James Earl Jones played him on stage once. It's a movie. It's like I'm, I promise you. And he plays Othello in blackface. You know, let's get into blackface real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like that transition? Let's get into blackface let's get into real quick. Blackface, yeah. Uh, Somebody texted me. A white person, a white woman texted me, and she said, "This is all she said in the text." And I hate texts like this sometimes. And if this person is listening, this isn't me calling you out. It's just sometimes texts like this late at night makes me feel like, oh, I got to pull out the professor hat and, like, educate you. Uh But this person texted me and said, why does Tropic Thunder get a pass? Mm -hmm. And she she was referring to Robert Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. Just like that? Yeah, I think that's all she said. And my answer is, I don't think that... Tropic Thunder, the target is black people. Like the joke, of, the target of the joke is black people. I think for me personally, the target of the joke is people who wear blackface. Uh-huh. So for me, I'm like, it gets a pass because of that. Like that's who they're targeting and that's what they're making fun of. And that's very different than certain comedians who wear blackface just for shock value's sake. Yeah. I mean, two things for me in that movie. Even further than that, the movie is making fun of movies. Yes. And making fun of the movie industry and, and, and the production side of the movie industry. 100%. Like is what it's making fun of. The nasty, of. gritty part of it, the behind the yeah. scenes. Uh, and the fact that it's making fun of the fact that, for instance, something that a lot of people recently have been way more vocal about being upset about, uh, whitewashing. Yes. Where you get a white man to play an a or a white woman to play an Asian or something yeah. like that. That's what it's making fun of. It's it's um, and it's like it's talking about that specifically in like uh prestige movies, right? Yeah. Like it's like very exactly. much so going for like those Oscar prestige yeah. movies. I'm a dude playing a dude playing a dude. Yeah. Like that is that's what it's making fun of. Yes. And uh the and the second thing with that is it calls itself out. Yeah, it calls itself out with the saying. black character in the film. Yeah, uh, the black it, it's not letting it go unchecked. No. in the film, it it is calling it out every step of the way. One hundred percent. So I think that's probably why it gets away with it. Now I'm not gonna say, and here I don't know, get that, away with it. Yeah, because I, I, I think that there are some people who are upset. Yeah, I, I definitely think I remember seeing something about like a protest or something like that, but like. But then she asked, "Do you think that they can make that movie today and get away with it?" Yeah, you think? It, it was fucking. Uh, I don't know. Ten years is a long time. That's a lot. <laughs> ten years. I want a you lot to think about in ten years. The pl- some of the plots of movies ten years ago, and yeah. I think a lot. I don't think white chicks could get made today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody should try it. Try it and see. But maybe yeah, I, I think, think it. Could, I think it. I don't know. I think I think Robert Downey Jr. is too big now. To do it? To do it, it again. It was part of his comeback. It was part of his comeback. It was one. like right after I mean, Iron he got Man. nominated for an Oscar for it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I personally, me personally, a lot of people disagree with me on this. I think he should have won. Over Heath Ledger? Yeah, I think Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. I, I think Heath Ledger's amazing as a Joker, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, nigga dying kind of gave him the upper edge. Uh, I, I think he shouldn't have won because it wasn't his best work. And I think that's what they were looking at. Yeah, the it, the whole death had a lot to do with it. But Robert Downey Jr. has done some great. He's a great actor. Sure, I mean he has. And an I think Oscar they were looking. Already. He has, and I think they were looking like this is Heath Ledger's best work. Yeah. As opposed to Robert Downey Jr., where this is a great portrayal, but maybe not his best work. Sure, but I would like to see a world. I mean, we clearly. I know can't, that that, that shouldn't like, matter. That shouldn't matter, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because Robert Downey Jr. That that shit is fucking funny. Like, and he, funny. he kills that role. Like, that role has me every time I rewatch that movie. It's still it's fucking still funny. funny. Another reason why I think it it works is that movie shows you with what became the backlash of that movie. It shows you why it works because they all thought that they would get hell for that. 
like the blackface, and yeah. they didn't. What they got hell for was saying saying uh, or retarded. Yeah, and uh, making fun of it. Simple Jack. Simple, Simple Jack. Jack characters were getting. That's what hell. they got made. For. That's what they you, fucking you got reamed for. Someone, someone told me. Something that was very interesting. Someone told me that, like, uh, <laughs> that Robert Downey Jr. is a pawn in that movie. Like, they tried to add that blackface character so that they could, like, because the thing that they were trying to make fun of more so, because it's true, Oscars actors aren't really doing blackface anymore. Mm-hmm. More so, what they're doing is playing people with mental disorders and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I think right at that time, what were the movies that came out? I Am Sam. Uh, uh, right around that time, I am saying came out a few years before that. But that's what I'm saying, like but that in that, that whole 2000s that whole, era, yeah, that whole 2000s era where you had like all these actors playing um, characters with mental disabilities. I am Sam. What else was another? I mean, obviously a very famous one, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, Forrest Gump was '94, I believe. Well, I'm just we're talking about like uh, just in general. Yeah. I mean, there's a few more. I can't think of them. I can't think of them. Yeah. But that was big at that time, being like, if you play that kind of part, you will win an Oscar or at least get a right. nomination. Like, that's why they, like, that's 100% why Sean Penn did I Am Sam. Yeah. And they even make fun of that part with I uh, Simple Jack, yeah. where he thought that was his Oscar. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, I know people were <laughs> mad about that. It's good but... satire. It's really good satire. Really good satire, I think, is but allowed the, to be offensive, the... in my personal opinion. That Simple Jack play. That's what that play <laughs> made me laugh the hardest I've laughed in that movie. When he <laughs> just thinking about it makes me laugh. When he gets on stage and he starts, Goodbye, Mom. Oh, come on. I'll <laughs> see you later in my head movies. Yeah. Except these head movies makes my eyes rain. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shit when he said I mean, that. Dude. Is it is it a worth it question though? Is it a worth it question yeah, of like? I feel. I guess so. Should satire be aware of who it's targeting and what it's? I mean, I don't know. I really like some dark shit. One of my favorite uh, satirical movies is a movie called Four Lions. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Very fun British movie about terrorists. Like it's mm-hmm. about these. Uh, I think it's like one of Riz Ahmed's first big roles. And he plays a terrorist in it. And I think it's so fucking funny. But does that lean into the whole stereotype of Arabs are terrorists? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, ask those questions and stuff like that. I I don't know. When it's satire and it's making fun of a certain group or anything like that, I think when it goes unchecked, then you can probably run into an issue. Yeah. And that's what's so funny. Um, In that movie, Four Lions, the most extremist person in their whole little clique is a white dude. Who's like trying really hard to like impress them? I don't know. You should watch the movie. It's really fucking funny. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, for me, as long as I can see the satirical take, that's when I like it. But for uh, for me, when I don't see the satire, when it just looks like you're punching down, yeah, I, I tune out. Yeah. And we've talked about this, uh-huh. but like, yeah, when I don't see the satirical take, when I'm just like, this just sounds like you're making fun of the thing. Mm-hmm. Then like, you know what I mean. Like, if you're just like, oh, isn't it silly that gay people do this? Then I'm just like, all right, cool. I don't see satire in this at all. You're just punching down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you can see the satire behind it, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Well, some of yours, hit us up. Like, I'm a huge fan of just satirical movies or meta movies, parodies, shit like that. Hit us mm-hmm. up with some of your favorites. Yeah. Uh, like, I recently posted that I think, even though this isn't necessarily satire, I guess you could say a satire. Uh, but Deadpool 2 is probably the most meta movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I thought I it think was it's funny. a satire. It's a satire, it's of, a satire it, of its genre. Yeah. Of superhero movies. Yeah. Hit us up with some of your favorite satire movies. I, I'm a fan. I want to watch some The Death shit. of Solon? That's a new one that just came out. That no. is very good. I don't. I haven't seen it. I mean, anything that Armando Iannacci makes, I'd re- deeply recommend. I will. I'll watch it. Death of what? The Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Oh, I thought you said The Death of Solon. Uh, I still haven't seen a Death of Stalin, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's from the guy um, who created Veep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also did In the Loop. Dope. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do, I'll watch that. I'll watch that for sure. Uh, all right. We got something we want to shout out, I should say, and we'll do that for the break. Yeah. 
So, How Stuff Works has dropped some dope ass podcasts recently. Have you seen those Keys? I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> this is I have. <laughs> yes, I have. I they have. have dropped some dope ass podcasts. Yeah, I, well, honestly. I know this. And I begrudgingly want to talk about this podcast. And I say begrudgingly because I respect one of the hosts of this podcast more than anything. I think she is so funny. I think she is so talented, so smart. Uh, and the other uh, person on that podcast can fucking die. I don't like you. But it is the Bechtel cast. If you're it's podcast to keys, it's hosted by Caitlin Durante mm-hmm. and Jamie the Office. It's uh, fucked up. Listen, she's my mortal enemy, Sophie. And I and I just want that to be clear. Jamie Loftus is my mortal enemy. We Does uh, that mean she has to die? No. We I had and, this entire conversation listen, early on the podcast about how we don't want people to die. That's okay. not what I said. I said I'm not gonna celebrate when she dies. We didn't say somebody <laughs> couldn't die. Yeah, we didn't this say somebody so couldn't die. <laughs> this is so I just said up. I won't celebrate it. I'll say I'm very sorry for. He'll be loss. sad. Yeah, but I won't celebrate. He'll it. shed a tear or two. I'll shed a. I'll shed a few even. He'll wear a black suit. I'll wear a black, but I won't <laughs> celebrate when she dies. Every time I move the mic, Nick just looks up disapprovingly from above. He his. truly is our dad. <laughs> from the like, back of these goddamn thirty-inch computer. Computers behind, <laughs> and I just see huge. it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, uh, but go I, listen to the Bechtel cast. Go listen to the Bechtel cast. Uh, Jamie, what is it about? Jamie and Caitlin talk about them. They watch a movie and they talk about the female representation in it. And I don't know if you guys know this, but this came as a surprise to me. Female representation not that big in movies. What? I did not know this, but Man. mostly because I was raised. Next, you're gonna tell me black people ain't that big in movies. Well. Hey, someone just found out that you can do a whole superhero movie with just black people. And it blew their minds that it was successful. Blade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Blade. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, that may, oh, ah, that's a whole other argument. For those old people being like, you know, Spawn came out way before Black Panther. But nigga, nobody saw Spawn. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. saw Spawn. Y'all can't even name the actor in Spawn. I can, Michael J. White. But y'all can't, because y'all right. ain't real. But anyways, Bechtelcast, they talk about the female representation in movies. They watch the movie. They have a guest on who's also seen the movie. And uh, they talk about uh, how women are portrayed in that movie. And then they rate it out of five nips. Five nipples? Yeah, they give a five nipple scale it's an at uneven. the end of the show. It'll be six nipples. And then they talk about whether the movie passes the Bechdel test. Uh, that's a from a, a film critic. It was a test. I believe Cartoonist the, Alison Bechdel. Yeah, but she was also a film critic. Yeah. So I think the, the rules are... Whether there are two females in the movie who are named, have a conversation with each other, and then the third addendum is about anything else besides men. Is that correct, Sophie? That is correct. It has to be a medium, such as a film. Mm-hmm. There has to be two female characters. That are named, named. And they have to have a conversation not pertaining to a man. Bingo, bango, bongo. What up, Alex Carpenter? I told you I'd remember everything from that woman in film class. And, uh, and they had you, um, they had you on the pod recently, Edgar. And they're going right. to have Jaquise on the pod soon, too. That is correct. Uh, we'll I, see. It's, I, <laughs> Jaquise, I produced I've been waiting. Cast. Why do you think I've that? I've been waiting. What? I've been waiting. <laughs> we'll see. Jaquise, as your producer and as their producer, you're going to be on the Bechtel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy mm-hmm. because at times the Bechtel cast in and of itself does not pass the Bechtel test mm-hmm. because they are two women who are named, but they're mostly talking about the men in the movies. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a conundrum. Does our podcast pass the Bechtel test? Every episode. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and Kirby had a conversation last episode about her voice. This is true. So I think that passes the, hey, we did it. But y'all were present, so. So? So? That's not what the the test says. That is not, it doesn't say that men can't be present. It just says the conversation can't be about us. Nick, uh, please play celebration music here when you edit this episode. (laughs) 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 We did it, guys. We passed the Bechtel test. Coach of Kings passed the Bechtel test. Giving you information from a feminist lens. That's hey, I believe it. Except I would never call myself that. All right. I got something. I got another podcast (laughs) I want to talk about. So everybody likes Coach of Kings. One thing that 
you know, how Stuff Works is doing. Uh, and, you know, they're realizing that they can expand on and do more is bring some more diverse voices to this podcast land that we all live in. Uh, so, Afropunk is a new podcast being produced by How Stuff Works. Uh, I think they've already had some episodes, but it's coming over to the How Stuff Works family, hosted by Bridget Todd, which some of you guys may know. What show is she on? Mom, Stuff, Stuff Mom, Mom Never you, Told yeah, You. Yeah, Stuff Mom Never Told You, and Eve's Jeff Coat. And it is a show about the power of community to tackle the most important conversations about how mm-hmm. culture, activism, and politics impact young folks of color. Uh, and it's based off, of, not based off of, but it's almost like a continuation of the Afropunk Festival. So I don't know if some of you guys know about the festival. I know, Edgar, you know about it. You talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is almost... I'm not cool enough to go, though, but I've heard of it. Same. I'm not cool enough to go. But it's almost like, all right, we've had our fun, but there's still work to do. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is... Uh, that extra work to do. Correct. So, yeah, go listen to it. It's going to be coming out. Do we know when it drops? It's out. It's out already? All right, cool. Uh, see, we know shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go listen to that. Two queens, two queens for sure, bringing you some Afropunk dope-ass podcasts. Put that in your ear. Yeah. For people who come to us, and be wanting us to do our takes and do be. our takes and all this shit. Uh, I w- look, I appreciate it, but sometimes you also have to realize that this is still a comedy podcast as well. So yeah, we're comedians. We're comedians. Go to Bridget and Eve's. I've never been to a protest in my life because I've been to a few. It, I, a lot of people make me anxious. Uh, well, that's super fair. But yeah, they they really tackle a lot of these issues from a woman of color perspective which is something that is sorely needed in our world so i think it's pretty dope so go listen to that afro punk and speaking of woman of color you know what time it is what time is it nick it's time for she's your queen of the week carl no that's not him is he gone he's a ghost rest in peace carl rest in peace queen of the week ladies and gentlemen I met this queen a couple years ago. She's dope as fuck. She is a queen who is in a lot of really cool shit. Mm-hmm. But she is about to, I think, finally blow up for being seen as a woman of color actress who is pretty much in a lot of great fucking films. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Tessa Thompson. That's Ooh. my queen of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Can I tell you a quick story? Uh, yes. To cut you off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tessa Thompson was FaceTiming outside of my house one time. Really? Yeah, bro. I, I parked in front of my house. I got out of the car, and she was just standing in front of my house, and I didn't know what to do, so I just went back into my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tessa Thompson is uh, dope as hell, beautiful as hell. Uh, she is such a talented actress. If you don't know who Tessa Thompson is, uh, she was in Thor Ragnarok. She played Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in Creed. She's going to be in the upcoming Creed 2. She's in Westworld. She was in Dear White People. She was in Selma. And the movie I'm most excited to see her about, which I also am going to plug right now, not because I'm in it, but just because y'all niggas got to see it. Are you Sorry in it? to bother. I'm not in it. Sorry to bother you. Which is the Lakeith Stanfield film. Jakeith, when did you book that? Why didn't I book that? When did you book that? I said I'm going to plug it, but I'm not in it. Jakeith, that's so crazy that you're in that, dog. I'm going to go see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, I'm in it. I'm uh, the main character. You're what? I'm Lakeith Stanfield. You're Lakeith Stanfield? I have just been using the alias for in a fake picture this entire time. That's crazy, dog. Why'd you say nothing? I mean, look. Can you explain to me how you got into acting through Google? What? Did you know that? Lakeith Stanfield got into acting. Got acting from Google? He was just like, he just Googled acting parts. <laughs> <laughs> he said that on podcast. That shit makes me feel awful. <laughs> and he started going to auditions about his Googling acting parts. That shit makes me feel awful. <laughs> I think that's how he got on uh, Short Term 12, which was like the movie that like... Really kind of blew him blew up. Blew him up. Goddamn. Please go watch him. A very good movie. It's going to be fucking good. <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Uh, so talented. If you don't know her name, now you do. You're going to see her popping up in a lot of shit. Uh, she is my queen of the week. Who your queen of the week, Edgar? Now, you guys know me, okay? I'm a simple man of simple things. 
I don't really be crushing on celebrities like that or crushing on stars like that, okay? That's just not who I am. But I have been watching a show, and I've watched a show before, but something about this season has made me have a big crush on this person. And, uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, wild even bringing it up because I don't want to, like, you know, upset my significant other. But I have a big, big, big Queen of the Week crush on Ashley Blaine Featherson from Dear White People. Oh, my goodness. One, beautiful, beautiful black queen, but also she uses her status for good. She's always, like, you know, posting up about, you know, rallies, and, like, uh, uh, she, like, I think helped push this thing at Netflix called Strong Black Lead, which was, like, you know, Netflix really, uh, it was a party at Netflix where they showcased strong black characters and stuff like that. So I really want to shout out to Ashley Blaine Featherson for the work that she is doing and, oh, the way that she drops it on Dear White People. I don't know if you guys are watching that show. Please check it I'll out. Watch it. Season two just came out uh, within the past oh, month. Within the so. past month. Yeah. Uh, hoping that it gets love from the Emmys. And guys, ooh, Emmy Edgar is coming. And be careful for that. Oh, boy. But I want her to get at least a supporting nod. Because she kills it in that show. So y- y'all got to give her love and give her a supporting nod, Emmys. Or I'm going to go the fuck off. All right. Y'all heard them, Emmys. Yeah, I'm sure they're Emmys, listening. Emmys, are you listening to Emmys? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Emmys? How many Emmy voters do you think actually listen to our I think a few Emmy I think Emmy probably voters. four. Four? That's a four good... Four Emmy voters. Listen, we always tell people to hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Culture Kings Pod on Twitter. Uh, check out our Instagram, at Culture Kings Pod. We always tell you to hit us up. If you are an Emmy listener and you're listening to this right now and you have a Twitter... Just, like, take five seconds out of your day and be like, you know what? I'm an Emmy listener. I listen to you guys. I would love, Edgar would love to talk to you. Yeah, I just want to know how Edgar many Emmy, to I just want to know how many Emmy voters listen to our podcast. Like, someone who has voted on the Emmys before or will be voting on the Emmys. Let yeah. me know if you listen to our pod. Yeah. Uh, we've always asked if Trump supporters listen to our pod, and they don't answer on Twitter, but. They answer on iTunes. Yeah, they on answer on iTunes. And I'm very surprised by the number of Trump supporters that listen to our podcast. Uh, what do they say? I'm going to read the reviews. The uh, Well, one was just like, I'm a Trump supporter. I listen to your podcast. I enjoy the conversations, and it's made me think about some things. And I was like, oh, that's oh, dope. That's good that that's you dope. thought about some things. But how about you try acting on it? <laughs> and he's going to edit his review. I was a former listener of the Coach Kings, and uh, fuck them. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Keep listening to us. Uh, no, you know, I don't know. You know what's funny nah. about that? It, and it makes me think. But then I remember that, like, I have decency, so I don't feel that bad about it. How that Trump supporter says that he listens to it and it makes him think. And we appreciate you listening, brother. Or not brother, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> but <laughs> but it makes me wonder. Jakeesa <laughs> immediately kicked him out the family. <laughs> Not brother, but whatever. You, you know, know what I mean. What I mean. Uh, but it makes me think, like, would I go listen to a Republican thing? A Republican podcast. And not, we're not a liberal podcast. We're mm-hmm. just who the fuck we are. And I guess people would say we slant liberal. But would I go listen to a podcast? See, here's the thing. I would listen to a podcast with two conservative hosts, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I would listen to a conservative podcast. That's a very interesting take on that. Um, But I think that that's exactly what our podcast is, right? That's what our podcast is. I wouldn't say that we're like a liberal pod. We're not Pod Save America. Yeah. But, but we are probably two liberal hosts. I'm actually fiscally conservative, and I've been waiting to come out for a while. I'm actually more fiscally conservative than... I'm fiscally moderate than liberal. Wow. For real. Wow. I mean, I don't doubt that. You're wearing glasses. I almost took a picture of you on Instagram. Because <laughs> I put, can't see, this. nigga. <laughs> I almost put a picture of you on Instagram. I was like, he's might get mad. I didn't do it. But I was going to put a picture of you on Instagram. I'm going to look at this young black Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. You should have did it. Uh, uh, economically, I would say I'm a little more moderate than, wow. I mean. I didn't I, know that. When I'm a socialist all the way. I think I'm probably a little, I don't know. I don't know. I I see both sides of like the hey, whole tax a lot break of good people shit. On both sides, Jaquise. There's a lot of great people on both sides. The whole tax <laughs> shit is whack. Yeah, that shit is whack. But weren't you excited about that tax shit though? Hell yeah, because I got a dope ass tax <laughs> refund. Thanks, Trump. 
<laughs> oh, what a time. That MAGA. Is so weird. MAGA. <laughs> this is a very weird episode I'm of the, the podcast. <laughs> I'm the new Kanye, guys. <laughs> Uh, only fiscally though Only, only fiscally. fiscally Only so that you're You're deeply in debt <laughs> Right <laughs> <laughs> But it's kind of like It's kind of like what, uh, what Dave Chappelle said It's like Trump ain't Fucking the president For you white people He the president For niggas like me Rich people Rich people Yeah Yeah And When he was saying He was saying When he was at that rally And like a, all the a poor, poor Yeah all the poor people Were all excited about Trump yeah. And he was just like That nigga don't care about you But no I'm not I'm not that far To the right economically I wouldn't even say I'm even right I would say I'm more in the middle My father listens To conservative radio Yeah Every day sense. And then what he says He's Well this is what he said When Barack Obama Was in the office He would go I'm a spy for Obama He's a I'm a spy <laughs> for Obama That's what he would say When he was saying We're like Dad Obama doesn't care if he's like, I need to know what the other side thinks. <laughs> I'm a spy for Obama. Uh, that's great. I hope your dad is a spy. What if he comes out? <laughs> like, he's waiting for, do you have a 30-year-old sibling? I'm the oldest. Okay, so no. What if, he, if he's waiting for all of you to turn 30 and he's going to tell you guys he's in the Haitian CIA? Well, one, if Haiti had a CIA. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't even know. If Haiti had a CIA, wow. What a way to keep up a secret organization but not be able to keep up any sort of infrastructure in your own country. <laughs> uh, two, my dad's dream was to be a secret agent. Really? Like to be Like he wanted to work for the American CIA. What, what does your dad do? Uh, for he's a, a nurse. <laughs> well, now he owns property. See? Meet the parents. Yeah, he could be lying to us. He, <laughs> he could, could be, be lying, lying to us. Like how he was a flower person? Yeah. Your dad is a CIA agent. Yeah, well, he always wanted to. My mom wouldn't let him because mm-hmm. she she thought it would be too dangerous. I don't know, maybe. Maybe he is. That'd be crazy. I mean, be, he speaks a lot of languages. See? I don't know. This we should do that on, up. We should do that on the next pod. Secrets we think our parents. <laughs> That's a very fun episode. And have kept from I have, us. I have a lot. I have I a lot, too. I yeah, it is yeah. my dream for my dad. Like, my dream is to, like, you know, become successful enough to have some way of making my father meet Obama just so that he could tell him that, that he listened to conservative radio. And then, as a spy for as him, a spy for him just so Obama could be like, great. That did nothing. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Serge. Serge. As soon as, uh, as soon as you set that meeting up and he says that, Obama's going to be like, I know, Serge. Good job. I put you there because your dad knows Obama because he works for the CIA. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It would, be, would that blow your mind? It would blow my mind. I mean, it would explain a lot. My dad Stuff was, to blow your mind? My dad was also uh, shot when he was younger in, you the back, this in the back of the head. We turned the story on Against the Grain, didn't we? Yeah, I told you guys that story on Against the Grain, I think. We should retell those stories here. Because that's a crazy fucking story that the masses need to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Although you kind of already told it. But but I didn't tell the whole whole story. story, Save it. Pocket it. Pocket it. All right. It's time to go. The studio is almost out for us. The Daily Zeitgeist is about to come in here and kick us the the fuck out. The Daily Zeitgeist. You see how they say it? how they say it? The Daily Zeitgeist. They're about to kick us out. Is that how they say it? No. Sophie, you get so offended by us. (laughs) (laughs) It only makes us do it more. (laughs) I'm Edgar Mopazir, a.k.a. Isn't that how they start their podcast? Yeah, Yeah, give us a.k.a. Dave Ziley, guys. (laughs) I'm uh, Miles Gray, a.k.a. Put it in the miles or give me your foot. I think Jaquise and I were out drinking late last night, and that's if anyone's just like, what did happen on this pod? We were out drinking late last night. We, we talked about we a lot of shit today. We talked no. about exploding ants. <laughs> we talked about feminism. Being, feminism. Uh-huh. Shout out. The impending death of Jamie Loftus on your end. Uh, well, Whoa. I'm not going to kill her. <laughs> Sophie's and so I offended by that. Be, I won't be happy yes. when she dies. These are the jokes, Sophie. We're joking. We love Jamie Loftus. I love Jamie Loftus. She's a mortal enemy of mine. I don't want Jamie Loftus to go anywhere for a long time. Well, I don't want her to go until I beat her. That sounds, okay, that that sounds, sounds worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> in the podcast thing. Like, I want to beat her in the podcast. I don't want to hit. Jesus Christ. In the podcast race. <laughs> Can we end this podcast, please, Nick? 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta do the clip of the week. Uh, the clip of the week. Uh, we'll put it up on, <laughs> we'll put it up on Twitter and on the notes. It's a very, very funny clip. It's uh, Anderson Cooper interviewing Donald Sterling uh, right after he like you know got let go of the Knicks and uh, of the Clippers. I mean the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungover. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, and. Um, <laughs> Donald Sterling asked Anderson Cooper, so what has Big Magic Johnson ever done? And uh, Anderson Cooper answers, and it's a very, very funny clip. Please check it out. Probably one of my favorite clips on the internet. Yeah, uh, we'll put a link we'll up to it. We'll put a link it. up to it. That is my clip of the week. That's it, guys. We are gracefully exiting the building. Uh, shout God. us out on Twitter. <laughs> shout us out on Instagram. Hit us Rip. up with them one star, or them five star. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up with some five star reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, sad boy, sad boy Edgar coming soon. Uh, dropping in July. We like you guys. We like you guys. We also love you. We're out of here. Yep. Bye bye.